Welcome to the podcast. This is the Dance PT podcast, hosted by moi, Jenna Cantor, performer, hachikapow, and physical therapist. In our interviews, we will dive into all the things that can regularly help you. That's right. As a dance physical therapist with your patients. That's right. Please note that the purpose of this podcast is entertainment and is not here to replace any medical advice. That being said, we are all here to support each other, which leaves me at the most important message I want to leave you with. You are enough and never change yourself for anyone. That's right. You heard me. Be you, and that will enable you to help others the best way possible. Let's end with more scatting. That's right. Jenna out. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm here with Dr. Alyssa Arms. I guess I'm technically Dr. Jenna Cantor, but you can just call me Jenna. Jenna Cantor, whatever. So, guys, we are just going to dive right in. We're having real talk today, okay? Yes, we both have our own practices working with performers, but we're going to talk about the really dark shit that is going on right now. It It's dark. It's dark regarding business. We already know about the horribleness of people, you know, health and everything and family members and friends of family members, especially mm-hmm. in New York, it's really bad. So we, we see and have the, uh, that going on. But now we're going to talk about the business stuff. And honestly, why that how that even how that even led to me having this course in the first place, because it comes from a very deep level. So I'll go first, Alyssa, in order to honestly make yeah. you feel comfortable because I'm going to share some stuff going on. So my patient caseload when COVID began um, dropped drastically and, and it kept dropping. And I was, I'm doing telehealth, but like it just kept dropping. People are dealing with the financial stuff, blah, blah, blah. We understand. I now have one patient I'm treating right now. And the level of imposter syndrome and sadness and anxiety and strain I deal with on a daily basis is horrible. Even when I was teaching my students in my dance PT 1.0, I was like, who am I? I was like, I'm such an asshole right now. Like I'm hardly treating anyone. Yeah, I'm in touch with my my past age dancer patients who don't need me right now. But it's it's awful. It's an awful feeling to not be treating and doing what you normally do and then be teaching about it. Awful, awful. Um, uh, Alyssa and I lost contact with each other because it got so dark for us individually. We share everything. Yeah, we've gotten very close, but like it just got so dark. So I just wanted to start off on that like extremely vulnerable, you can shoot me down and judge me right now level because that's the level I wanna be at with you guys because it's gotten dark. All right, Alyssa, go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I've i had my business for just over three years now. And leading up to this, like November, December started ramping up. January was like the best January I've had in ages. I mean, it was up 
probably three times what it was the previous January at least. And, you know, I had really, really great momentum and then it died. Like looking at my numbers right now, um, for April, I had seven sessions the entire month, um, which is ridiculous compared to where I was before. That's just a fraction of where I was at before. Yeah. And thankfully, part of my caseload is also work comp. So I still had checks coming in from past sessions that I hadn't been paid for yet. But, you know, I'm not making much new money now. Yeah. That's going to be coming in, coming up. And I switched to the telehealth platform also, but you know, people just, it's not as high of a priority for them. They don't understand how telehealth can be an option. Um, some of my patients that have been loyal, loyal patients, they come to me for things like dry needling, which obviously you can't do remotely. Um, so, you know, certain things that were a major selling point for me with certain patients, they're just not an option right now. Um, and so, you know, it, it definitely is a challenge right now and needing to get creative with what we do from here. Yeah, it's 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 very devastating. It's very devastating. So you're saying seven, seven visits. Mine's four visits. It's once a week, but it's still just one patient. I just feel mm -hmm. like the least of service right now. It's mm -hmm. it it just sucks. It's dark. And then so we're going through this. We're not the only ones dealing with this, unfortunately. Um, not that I, I want everyone to, I don't want anyone to be dealing with this. That's basically what I mean to say. It's bad. I, I mean, the fact that we're holding our shit together right now, I think is amazing. I was like, oh my God, I might cry. So in fact, that, the fact that we're like saying this, it's just, I'm like, oh my God. So that, this, uh, Alyssa saw me through the process, but this is what, inspired me to create the program what it is now compared to what it was before and why I added all the business and marketing stuff so you can better have your guard and like ready to go no matter what happens unlike what we have experienced okay so that it's it's literally like a prevention you know we do injury prevention the program's injury prevention so that being said, there are clinics right now that are larger clinics are looking to open and everything and it's and it's not necessarily the safest idea. We don't know, you know, like we don't we don't have the vaccine. We don't we still are learning about it. COVID like somebody who's had COVID. Is it safe or is it safe zone to give them some chest therapy to get them to cough or is that going to help spread the virus? You know, things like that that we got to ask ourselves. You're in a room and somebody's not wearing a mask and they cough. You're in a room and somebody's in a mask and they cough. What kind of cough are they wearing? What kind of mask are they wearing? Are they covered? You know, so it's, you know, and then the clothes we wear. That's like the, the biggest thing that I bring up to people. I'm like, okay, we're talking about the gloves. You switch out gloves. We're talking about the mask. Okay, you might switch out masks or just keep on the same mask. What about our clothes? As physical therapists, our bodies are right up in their grills. Mm -hmm. Like there's no way around it. Here in New York, I travel via subway. So we're looking at, at the minimum of two changes of clothing alone, or should I just wear a poncho when I treat? Like, but really, <laughs> I was talking with rain poncho. I was talking a student of mine for my 1.0. He treats Broadway performers, and he we were talking about like possibly just getting ponchos and then like giving them out to other physical therapists to kind of help that because that's a thing. I mean, right. like if you really think about it, like the clothes is essentially one patient touching the next patient. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. Like that, that's a that's a that's a big concern that yeah. I think is honestly being overlooked a lot, but I think it's because it's a big one to look at. Yeah. I know like so I'm in Colorado and we've fared much better in Colorado than you in New York, for example, so with a here. lot fewer cases and, and that kind of thing. But even with that, I'm going through all kinds of different ideas in my head of how the heck can I safely open up? And, you know, even things like so my office is in an office building, but it has shared air with other offices. And so it's like, well, you know, are other people in other offices being responsible that also have a duct that go into my office? I don't know. I don't have control over that. And then, you know, yes, I can have hand sanitizer and masks and enforce a mask policy and change gloves between every patient and all of these different things. But then I've been reading through different guidelines. Um, one of them was for dance studios. One of them was for other like massage related businesses and then just general guidelines that the state of Colorado had put out. And even things of like, you know, considering buying an air filter to put in your office to help filter the air further. And, oh, what about all of your high touch points? You know, do you have your patient sign in? Well, do you want a sign in sheet anymore? How are you gonna handle that? New patient paperwork. I usually had like an online version or a paper version, depending on what they were comfortable with. You know, you're like, I'm not online. Doing paper right, yeah, I'm so, all about the know, online. Like, everything yeah. online. Yeah. Um, you know, and so many different things that it's it's like, oh my God, it's gonna be so complicated now. It's so much, it's, it's re, we're all revamping our stuff. We're mm -hmm. all revamping. Uh, my husband and I were already talking about moving to Pittsburgh before this happened, but this has definitely shot us forward faster because it's going to take New York longer to recover. And I was like, might as well do my start over plan that I was planning on doing it anyway. So I already told my patient, so he already has the heads up and um, I haven't sent an email out to my other patients who do come back to me. So, um, but I'm just like, I, I, I don't feel safe here. Mm -hmm. I don't feel safe going on those subways. It's going to take a while. And, yeah. and then, and then there's also the concern, a big one, um, with the patient, the, the patients. Okay. Say, okay, here's one, here's one. Okay. <laughs> it's like, <gasps> there's so many things you're at work. It's lunchtime. You eat out, you go in, you, you go in to pick up your food and you notice that the workers there aren't wearing masks. Like that's happened in New York several times. And I finally was just like, I can't eat out. I'd like, this is too, I said something at, at the, at the Taco Bell, which I of course ate right after the summit. That's, that's a no brainer celebration meal for anyone who knows me. Um, <laughs> but, um, but then I went and I got a salad like the next day, you know, cause I was still recovering. It's pretty exhausted after a summit. And, 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 and so I was like, somebody else make my salad. And so I went there and they weren't wearing masks and, and I lied, I lied. And I said to them, hey, you know, you know, I work at a hospital and and could you guys do me the favor of putting your mask up over your, you know, you know, but it's just like, I'll, I'm fine telling that white lie, whatever, you know, doesn't start an argument and just gets them to do it. Right. But it's it's just it's it's a very serious thing that we're dealing with right now. And it, and it affects us. It affects our dreams. Mm -hmm. um, it, I mean, like the starting over is really starting over for all of us. Yeah. It's, it's mind blowing. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Like all the hard work we put in and to, you know, yeah. and, and it's not that our community is gone, but they kind of are. 
Yeah. Like, well, so before all of this started in the past couple of months, I had been, I had just started doing some networking with Orange Theory Fitness near me. I had also been talking with a gym that I work with frequently and actually refer back and forth with all the time. They wanted me to move into their space, which would have been a great deal for me because it would cut my rent drastically and I'd be right in front of a bunch of people all the time. And it was a shared space with a dance studio. So it was like, you know, perfect. This is a no brainer. Um, But now I don't even know if they're going to be opening again because they're a private gym. And there was an article that my mom actually shared with me this morning that said they did a survey in Colorado and 54% of people say they don't feel comfortable going back to the gym, even once it's clear. And so it's like, well, thank God I didn't move into the gym. Um, And a lot of the dance studios, you know, there's a lot of conversation of how they can move forward to have classes with their kids and their dancers and maintaining some of the regulations and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, some of those relationships that have been built before, it's kind of like, well, what is this really going to look like for them moving forward? And then how can I help support them and their dancers with whatever their business model is going to look like? Absolutely. And, and like, I have my steps on Broadway dancers in New York and like their conservatory, everything is just closed and steps on Broadway. I mean, if you don't know their history, it's one of the main studios where it's just a bunch of classes, but they also have a conservatory there. And I go and I speak to those dancers and work with those dancers and everything. And I, all the dancers are back in their relative states, wherever their parents are, because they, a lot of them, instead of going to college, they are going to, conservatory to further train and you know build on that career and and so they're back with their parents right now so i don't know when they're gonna safely fly back in how it's gonna work at the studio where the classes are crowded you're like i'm just that i don't know for them and i'm worried that they're they're on the upper west side of new york which is very very high rent so how much forgiveness have they gotten during this time? How much aid they've got from the government? I don't know. It's yeah. really, it's it sucks. And then they're doing these online classes. Okay, so the online classes, are where's the money going for that? Are they charging less? Is that going to the rent? Is it going straight to the teachers? Like all these things. It, it's mm-hmm. when, when studios are deciphering a price to pay for a dance class, there are many that, that, 20 even 20 dollars for the class goes to many people in the split in a certain way so it's just like is that enough if they or are just you know just so many things oh yeah and then you know my my uh i'd work a lot of musical theater people you know and and most of them are all of them right now the ones that are on to were on tour and everything those tours are all closed right now mm-hmm. if they're at a regional theater those are closed and some some like i have one patient that's stuck it will in a state where she her show was and they said we'll keep housing you because well you know so she's just been there during this mm-hmm. time honestly a big part of me wants her to be back with her family but because i just know she's close to them she would like that so i mean it's just different cases yeah. everyone was where they're well, at it's it's hard. I, know, I know with the swing dance community that i'm a part of whether it's you know treating them or competing myself um that the nature of that dance is you get up and close and personal with your dance partner for that dance and during competition one of the most common types of uh competition options is it's called a Jack and Jill where it's a random partner, random music. And you literally line up all your guys or all of your leaders, line up all of your followers. And then someone says, you know, rotate, 
five and you rotate down five people. That's your first partner. You dance for 90 seconds. You line back up, you rotate three. And then, you know, and so you're constantly like partner swapping for the whole competition. And it's like, great. You know, who here has had COVID or, you know, we can't wash our hands in between or like, oh, right, right, right. It happen now. Um, and so I know there's a ton of conversations in the West Coast swing community of how do we even come back from this right now because of the nature of the style of dance that we do and the way, you know, it's not unusual for some of these events. A lot of our events in Colorado are probably like 300 or so attendees. There's some events in the world that are up to a thousand people that attend and are in the hotel for three days straight together and just hanging out all over each other basically the entire time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's hard. So let's go into how do you prevent it? You prevent it by preparing yourself the way we are doing for what, what everything we're setting up now. Basically, everything we are setting up now, should, like for everyone, should be there, should 100% be present. Yep. So what I mean by that is you need to have a telehealth platform hands down. Mm -hmm. I also suggest this was an idea for my husband that I'm going to implement once I'm treating in person. Um, and I'm going to be charging my normal price for in person and then the known lesser price for telehealth to help promote telehealth, honestly, mm -hmm. because it's less travel for me. I will be using a car instead of the subway, honestly, safer. I'll take it. <laughs> and, and, and so with that, that it will make them go, Oh, you know, it's this much less, you know, like really, if they really want to work with me, they still can get better. People still mm -hmm. can get better. It's in research folks. Manual therapy is more yes. short-term results. Long-term is not manual, including dry needling. Mm -hmm. So I, even though people value it, we get that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the end of the day for the long-term rehab and getting our dancers back to full function, it is the telehealth does great. Telehealth is great. Definitely. And there's things that we can teach them to move their bones using therabands, using balls, using foam rollers to get them to self-manipulate if you're seeing a restriction in a certain mm -hmm. area before they go into their exercises. Great. Just give them that and then they can go into their exercises. Oh, you need to work out something? Use the lacrosse ball. Have them work it out with the freaking lacrosse ball. There are things, if it's that necessary, you can do that. And I've definitely done that with patients. Mm -hmm. So it it's... It works. Telehealth yeah. does work. It's well, like one thing that I've done, yeah. and I, I luckily already had this set up before, but now it's a great time for it to be set up. Yeah. Is I so there's two different um, vendors that I've used in the past for supplies at my office that both offer some sort of like affiliate shop that you can they'll create a shop for you. One of them I can set all of my own prices on all of it and then and decide what all goes in the shop. The other one I can tell them which options I want to be like highlighted in my shop, but they determine the price and I get like a 10% rebate or something like that on whatever is purchased through their store. And then I'm also an Amazon affiliate. And I have a thing on my website where I have links to some of the items that I commonly have my patients use. And so that way I have three different ways that all give me some sort of money back. Yep, passive income for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm always, I have my TheraBands that I always tell them lacrosse balls. I usually give it to them, but mm -hmm. not the TheraBands, the TheraBands I get. I'm like, it's $10 for a pack of a bunch of assortments. Just get it. Um, mm -hmm. But um, but for the lacrosse balls, I just give it. The, yeah. These little balls um, all the time. Um, 
So I'm just laughing right now in my head because I said balls. Anyway, <laughs> and I know you, which is why I'm laughing. <laughs> okay, so that's then paperwork, having all the stuff online easy for them. That should be there in the first place, honestly. We have all these online systems. I've switched over um, and now have a setup on Google Docs, including my my forms. It's, uh, it's HIPAA compliance doing Google Suite. Mm-hmm. And so I have a form even for that's that both it covers their liability, it covers media and cov- and, and consent all mm-hmm. in one thing that they sh- can sign one time, not multiple times. I also find myself finding more efficient ways to do if I want to do an outcome measure, making them an online Google form, you mm-hmm. know, so then they can fill it out before they even get to you or just go on their phone to fill it out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like it's just and so actually- I found um, there's a website where you can go on and I have it saved as outcome measures. Um, I can't remember what it's called exactly. It's orthotoolkit.com. They have a lot of different outcome measures like quick dash, LEFS, Oswestry, tons of things. And you go in there and it has everything there. It's just click through. And then at the end, it calculates the score for you and you can save it as a PDF document. So what I do is during my session, I talk through them with the patient and click through what their responses are. And then I save it to my computer and then it's saved. And then I can revisit it anytime. That's um, brilliant. See, see, these are things that we're finding. We're finding ways to be efficient. We're being good, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, like finding online payment, not in-person payment. I mean, we pretty much have that set up. But, but I'm just saying, uh, just ways to move things forward. Finding ways to be more efficient more efficient with your physical stuff because you're not going to have your hands on them, which that is a sell to be able to put your hands on them. Um, Like, especially the first time they're like, my shoulder hurts. Just you putting your hand on their shoulder and feel that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So, so uh, what are ways you can get around that? So having a system and how you communicate. So it's boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Having, creating campaigns, having a social media platform is huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And I have a platform, but I was getting my patients all from in-person stuff. And like, I mean, yeah, I network and everything and I know people online, but the actual getting of patients online was a whole other journey. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, okay. And so from that, um, it was, it, it's now like, okay, we got to build systems. That's the, listen, I was like literally in the midst of that, like, okay, we got to build systems for this. Like how, you know, how do we draw in people? What is going to be our platform? How do we communicate? What do they want to hear online specifically to draw them in? Like these are new because we haven't, we didn't have a way really to bring in those patients virtually. So that's like, that's huge. So it's now creating that, creating those groups and and really sticking with it. When -hmm. you're doing this, you just need to choose one social media platform. For instance, if you attended the summit and you want to do Instagram, dude, Andrew Tran gave a great start for that. And just focus on that. For me, I do more on Facebook. So Facebook has become my primary platform, like big time. I I keep saying, oh, I need to get back to Instagram, but I'm doing really well on Facebook. So Mm -hmm. I'm just staying with Facebook right now. That's okay. That's where I'm networking. I did a musical theater reading with my musical theater people, you know, like it's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, just Mm -hmm. getting it squared away and and how you can build and help out other students. Studios, even 
in order to get your way in. So would you mind sharing some ideas and stuff that you have and that you're starting to explore in regards to building relationships with dance studios without even being face to face? Yeah, a lot of it is right now, honestly, monitoring social media and monitoring some of those studios and seeing what they're putting out for their students, whether it's the online classes that they're doing and sitting and watching some of those classes if it's available and see, you know, okay, are there some some areas where maybe I could provide a little guidance to keep their dancers safe with these online classes. Maybe it's um, like today, one of them in my area that I've worked with before and had several patients from before, they just posted something about, hey, check out our website because we have how we're going to be phasing in back into the studio. So then I immediately went to their website and started looking at what their plan is moving forward. So then I can start kind of thinking, how can I support them and their dancers now? So a lot of what I'm doing is actually just sort of that research side of it to see what the heck they're all doing. And then one of the other things that I'm doing too is I've been building some online resources that are going to be available for dance teachers so that they can do some things, whether it's kind of screening some of their dancers, exercises that they can incorporate in their classes. And these are things that they can do regardless if it is in person with their students or if it's remotely. Um, and some of the things that I've come up with are actually for a course that I'm teaching in July for another university that's all online yeah. that for dance educators and dance injury prevention. And so I'm taking things that I already was working on for that course. And now it's like, okay, how can I spin that stuff to have things available for the dance teachers that are just out at any of the studios or conservatories or dance companies or you know wherever. Um, so those are some of the big areas where I'm focusing a lot of time right now. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so cool. I, I think I think it's all I, I think all of that's really great. And then and then with what she's looking at, you can go the way you can make yourself stand out. Don't choose five million dance studios. Choose the ones that are local and in your area or where, you know, you might move after being a student and you like and you interact with what's going on there. You reshare it and you tag them. You're not asking for anything in return when you do this. Mm -hmm. I, so far last week, I created two promotional videos for two dance studios in Pittsburgh. And there are a couple more who are interested in me making for them. So I'm doing that. I'm not asking for anything in return. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just doing that. They, they will remember me, Jenna. I'm Jenna Cavanaugh on, on the Facebook that I'm interacting with. So, But that's important, though, too, because Ryan, my husband, Ryan Cavanaugh, he is very known in Pittsburgh. He grew mm -hmm. up there, born and raised. So for people to go, oh, Ryan's wife is a big deal. That's a very helpful connection for me to have. So there's there's a method to all different types of madness. I do go by Jenna Cantor professionally, so please keep calling me Jenna Cantor. <laughs> and I just, yeah, it, it, Kavanaugh is when, when I have my children one day. And I'll be like, yes, I am Mrs. Cavanaugh. Mm -hmm. that's, how, that's how it works <laughs> but anyway sidetrack uh, it's 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 really you get the ducks in a row now go on to platform like canva.com start creating 60-day campaigns 10-day campaigns create online workshops and webinars that you can use in the future ready to go 
mm-hmm. ready to go. Create those e- follow-up emails. Create those messages that you would write to them before your message follow-ups with them afterwards to continue that bond. You're not necessarily going to expect people to buy from you right away. If you're going to provide free sessions, free telehealth sessions to the owners of the studio, that is a great thing to do. All the paperwork they get, how they sign up specifically to make that a through line. Get all those things together. I'm still building all that right now, but Mm -hmm. that's how you can take better care of yourself, preventing or even taking action right now. Mm -hmm. You have to ask questions. You have to do a lot of research. Before I even created this Facebook group, I learned what dance PTs needed and saw whether or not I could help. I ended up learning I could help, but I asked questions like crazy in order Mm -hmm. to better help you guys you got to do the same for them but you're not asking for things in return you're just giving 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 because if i met you for the first time Alyssa, and i was like hey you treat patients awesome um uh send me a couple of your patients to help get me started thanks like that's what it sounds like when you're saying like oh i want to come to your place and do a workshop you have to mm-hmm. give you have to do more of a giving thing yeah exactly to provide to them they want to there's there's a lot of stuff where like, you know, I'm now filming and creating some YouTube videos that I'm going to be putting up that are going to be, you know, just public access type stuff that people can go and reference. But then those are also things that I will tie in more specifically when I do some of my courses or, you know, whatever the case may be. And what I'm finding with the telehealth stuff is because I don't get to be in person with that patient and get my hands on them right now, I want to have a video that shows exactly my exercise, the way that I explain it from angles that I am happy with and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I'm creating those things and sending those as part of the home exercise program to them now and thinking of where else I'll be able to use them. And so like, as I'm building this course that I'm teaching, you know, for this other university, but then kind of revamping into my own stuff that will become an online course, I have so many notes on different things of what I'm covering. And then I'm going to take a lot of that kind of stuff and break out some of my social media content other YouTube videos that I want to create. And that's kind of like my, you know, my outline of what all is going to be where. Um, And so once I get that fleshed out, then I can start breaking out into some of these other things a little bit more specifically too. Absolutely. And I, and and I want to just say disclosure, I get, we're just giving a hodgepodge of like idea, idea, idea. And we're not doing this step-by-step first you click on this, then you, I get that. But right now people are feeling stuck where they don't even know what ideas to do. So we're just starting, we're just saying these things. And be honestly, if you want, if you want to get more step-by-step and you want to get the paperwork ready to go for workshops, for telehealth, for all the legal stuff, for your online wellness program, everything, guess what? I provide that in the 2.0 program. I did that on purpose. So that way you get like so much bang for your buck with that. Like, and then some, my program's worth $3,000. I'm selling it for $4.97. Like that's insane. I mean, you're literally, you're literally getting so much to help you out with everything that is happening right now. I didn't want to create a course that's just going to be teaching you the dance stuff. Like, yes, that's important. It's important to understand how to treat a dancer from A to Z. But this business stuff is so essential now. Yeah. And let me tell you, like I started my business without even knowing that all of these different kinds of resources existed on Facebook or with different business coaches or, you know, millions of different ways that you can get at some of this information. I just went by the seat of my pants 
figured it out as I went and just hoped and prayed that it was going to work out. And there were times where I definitely made mistakes and things that cost me money, cost me a lot of time. And, and I didn't even start stumbling upon some of these resources until over a year into actually having my doors open. And so it's like, you know, if, if I could go back now and have access to some of the, those resources, even some of the things that now seem so basic to me <laughs> that yeah. I figured out over time, um, it would have made a world of difference for when I actually was ready to go and, and really getting into some of this stuff. Absolutely. I was the opposite where I actually, when I was a student, I invested, I did the SSHC program, which is a larger investment. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I think it's 3000 now, like something like that. It's, it's, yeah. it's a, a lot higher. I invested like 2000 back was years ago when I did it and, and it's just so the price is slowly raised and it's a great program. I'm so glad I did it. And mm -hmm. that, that is why I'm so far as I, as far as I am now, because I did that program. And that's essentially what, uh, what I've, that is what I've created, but specifically for dance PTs mm -hmm. on a much lower cost at this yeah. point. So, and that's because of what's going on. That's because of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, you guys, there, there is a way to prevent, there is a way to plan, there is a way out. It yeah, there's a way to recover. There is a way to recover. Mm -hmm. We're going through crap right now. We are sharing this so you don't make our mistakes that we didn't know was going to happen. We, okay, <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know this was, we didn't know. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, if I would have known, I would have invested in Purell. <laughs> I, uh, right, right. Literally, I think. It, and I, I, was it the week before? Um, I think it was the week before the summit. I was having anxiety breakdowns and crying. It was I was in such a bad spot mm -hmm. um, with everything going on. So it, it's 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 not it's not easy. But action is action. If you do nothing, you won't get anywhere. If you do something, you will get somewhere. That's it. We, Alyssa and I are people of action. So this is just this is what we do. We're like, all right, there's a problem. Da -da -da. We're going to get ourselves out of it. And we have Disney as a forever example. He had massive failures and look where he got. So I'm just like, this is my massive failure time in my life. I will get out of it. I'm doing the work and it's going to be great. And I'll get back to my my people, you know, and we'll get to treat our performers again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, like now is definitely the time to just get moving and, you know, whether it's generating ideas and getting moving on some of them, thinking of how you want to do some of these things moving forward. You know, like for me, I don't know when I'm going to open my office again, just because there's so many other things that I feel like need to be in better shape and in place for that to safely happen for everyone. Um, but, you know, I still have, I have my, all of my stuff made already that I just need to print out and put up on my sign boards, right, and right, whatever, right. you know, right. So that way when I'm ready, I can just go and I don't have to go, Oh crap. Now I have all of this other stuff I need to do first and delay however many more days or weeks before I can actually do it. So, you know, we have the time now. So do it. We have the time, yeah. And and in the meantime, like I mean, I'm not making money from it, but I do I do help and I answer questions with a lot of theater performers online. So I am dealing with that right now, and I have a patient going through an improve your turnout program that I'm I'm uh, beta testing to further fix it needs be. So I mean, I, so I mean, there's ways to you know, of course, always help out people, but like with having that income. <laughs> 
it's a whole other story right now. Please, please, please take in. Please be respectful to what we're, we've opened up to you guys about. I want this to be a group of love. And we have literally made ourselves naked. So uh, honestly, if people only stopped at the first five minutes, I would be I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, you heard that. Okay, great. Please tell me you heard the rest. So you don't have to sit there and just judge me because this has like been hell. Oh my God. So rough. So rough. Mm -hmm. Um, it's okay. We're going to get out of it. And that's why, that's why I did this live. I, I, I mean, obviously to do my why and tell you guys about the program and how it is the solution, but to dig deeper and just be vulnerable with you. And, and I'm going to just say this out loud, even though I sit there and could be a demon to myself, it's okay to be at this place. Mm -hmm. It's okay to feel shitty. It's okay to be dealing with, uh, I, I, it's a bad word to say, but like a, what feels like a massive failure in your life. Um, mm -hmm. And we'll get out of it. We got to exactly. where we were before. We'll get to a better spot. Mm -hmm. Yes. Most definitely. Yes. All right. Love you guys. Uh, feel free to always ask any questions, reach out to Lissa or myself anytime. If you're going through it, if you're fearful, whatever, we are here for you. We just want you guys to have the best life ever exactly. because that's what we strive for ourselves. <laughs> All right. Love. So if you're catching the replay, write replay. If you caught the live, write live and take care, everybody. Bye.